0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Time out when
1: there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like copays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit affleck.com to learn more.
2: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
1: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Yep, I'm back. Man, my thanks to Ross Tucker filling in last minute. If you've had the flu or you think you may have the flu, go to the doctor and make sure you get on some medicine right away. I waited a couple of days and paid the price. But um, as Fritzy said yesterday, toughen up a little bit here. Why don't you come back? And you're right, Todd. Seriously,
3: you're not not a whiny type of guy. No,
1: no. But as Todd said, you're the one who says every day is a Super Bowl. Want to act like it? And I thought, okay, those words hit home and uh got drugged up a little bit and i'm here today Put a little m drive in your smoothie let's go yes ready to go a lot to look forward to see this is when you're sitting at home sleeping and i i don't even know what's going on on the show and then all of a sudden i'll get a text somebody says ross tucker doesn't know what cojones is (laughs) and i go i i can't even i don't even want to ask the follow-up question there but i'm i'm really appreciative of uh, ross sitting in the chair yesterday Well, we're here, we're ready to go. Our good buddy Nick Wright from Fox Sports will stop by. Chris Collinsworth on loan from Sunday Night Football will stop by as well. This program, as always, brought to you by the great folks at Panini America. Stat of the day, always brought to you by them. The uh, official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show, you can start or continue your collection now at paniniamerica.net. Got a play of the day poll question, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. The big news, the college football 12-team playoff is now going to start in 2024. There was a thought that they had a contract in place that it was going to move to 2026 where they would have this, but they have decided to uh, move this up. And as I've said before, it's like you're sitting on a lottery ticket. Why not try to cash the ticket sooner? They finally got the Rose Bowl to cave in. Everybody's on board, and we will have a 12-team playoff starting at... 2024. Now, if I use the 2024 format this year, get ready for what would be happening. This is today. no we don't know what's going to happen this weekend, but uh, you would get Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, Clemson, Tulane. 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 If you win your conference championship, you are automatically in the twelve-team playoff. Right,
4: according to the language, as of now, the six highest-ranked conference champions, as determined by College Football Committee, will receive automatic bids. Tulane, ranked eighteenth, if they won this weekend against UCF, would be the highest-ranked outside the Power Five.
1: They would make. They would get an automatic uh, first-round buy, wouldn't they? No, they. Oh, the, oh, the, the top
4: four get buys. The, the four highest-ranked okay. conference championships. Receive buys, but for example, um, if Purdue happened to beat Michigan this weekend, Purdue is in. Now they wouldn't get a buy, but Purdue would steal the conference.
1: But Tulane would host a playoff game,
4: correct? At home, so the um the first the first round games will be played at home stadiums. Yeah. So if you don't have a buy, you would host a playoff game, which is
1: great. The next six, based on current rankings, would be Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee, Penn State, Kansas State and Utah that's as of today we don't know what's going to happen this weekend but just letting you know you think that uh you're going to have the powerhouses in there and
5: then Tulane's going to be in there yes Seton. it's interesting too because like say Penn State is a team that hasn't gotten really any headlines nobody's been talking about them all year but they would be in yeah that's the 12-team playoff format as of today that we're going to
1: use in 2024. Yes, Paul.
4: Some people say it would make the regular season less interesting, but imagine last weekend when LSU loses that game that they should have won. That would have taken them out of the playoffs. When Oregon loses to Oregon State, if Oregon had won that game last week, they're probably going to be that next group of six in. So there'd be a lot more relevant November games. Maybe not the first five or six teams ranked, but like that next 15 to 20 teams, those games will mean a lot more.
1: They have made these arguments down through the years, and the format that they're using now, I can go back to I think 2011, maybe 2012, and I gave you basically this format that this is how everybody could benefit here. That we talked about the bowl games, and you could you could rotate the bowl games, and then you know one year the Rose Bowl will host, or one year the Orange Bowl will host a national title game, or you have somebody separate hosting a national title game. But you have 12 teams. You have your conference winners getting automatic uh, bids in here. Then you take the next highest-ranked teams after that. They've been sitting on this for a while, but the outlier, the holdout, was the Rose Bowl, that they didn't want to give up the Rose Bowl and, and making sure that they were still able to play that game on New Year's Day. They wanted New Year's Day, same day, same time. And the Rose Bowl finally caved in, and now college football will have its uh, playoff Coming up in 2024. Yes, Paul.
4: You know, it really will be interesting to see how the conference championship weekends, if they stay as intact, because like, let's say Georgia-LSU this weekend. Somehow Georgia slips up and loses to LSU. Now Georgia's still in the playoff picture, but they would lose their first round bye. They would have lost the conference. They'd still be in the playoffs, but now that game would mean a lot more for Georgia and be a lot more necessary.
1: I think these games, there could be more games that mean more. They're more important than... Uh, what people initially said about this, that now all of a sudden it's, I got a chance to get into the playoffs and maybe I get a first round bye. I I think there's added importance to the regular season. I know that this was one of the big deterrents that they didn't want to expand it because then you're going to have games that were meaningless. Well, there's a lot of
5: games that are meaningless. Now I have more meaningful games. Yeah, Seton. It feels like with this system, there's more of an ability to win your way in rather than just lose your way out if that makes sense you know whereas right now you just have teams there's four teams holding on it's like you better not lose or you're out whereas this other way now there's ways that you could win yourself back into it yeah
4: here's another benefit you know college players over the past 10 years starting with fournette McCaffrey would tap out of the sun bowl or whatever now let's say drake may was the number one pick of the draft coming up in a year or so and he's at north carolina and they're out of the playoff picture well under this new format they're not out of the playoff picture Let's say North Carolina took care of Clemson this weekend. Drake May and North Carolina are now in the playoffs. So instead of being in the uh, blue bonnet ball where it's not relevant, him saying, All right, I'm tapping out and going yep. to Arizona, he'll play in a game. You get to see star players play longer. Yes, Todd.
3: And then even if you're in the playoffs, then there's the whole, you know, if we would have won, we would have had a home game, but we lost now it's a road game. There's like different layers yeah. to how important a game can be, even if you're already in the playoffs.
1: And another problem that I heard down through the years was. You know, we want to make sure that we keep the integrity of the bowl games, whatever that means, the pageantry, whatever that means. And I always thought, well, you can now make those games more important. Let's say the um, Peach Bowl is not in the rotation of the, uh, you know, the four for the national title game. But those teams in that bowl game, the winner then advances. So now there is added importance to some of these bowl games that now you're going to be watching these bowl games because they do mean something. They mean more. Uh, We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards. We could talk about how with Discover, redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. It's amazing. Learn more. Discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms do apply. Bills, Patriots, tonight. Must win situation for the Buffalo Bills. Or... Should we label this must win Because if they are hoping to win this division, you can't afford to lose. The Bills' situation right now is, as far as, you know, winning that division, I mean, they could end up on the road starting the playoffs. With a loss to the Patriots and wins the rest of the way, the Bills uh, would be 13 and 4. The Dolphins would be at best 13 and 4. The teams having split this seasonal series, assuming the Bills win over the Dolphins in week 15. But the Bills are going to need some help here, it feels like, if they lose. But two months ago, we were talking about it was the Bills versus the field. Now it looks like, you know, with tiebreakers or head-to-head, divisional games, common games, records against common opponents, conference game. I mean, it gets confusing here. But if you're the Buffalo Bills... You're going to lose home field advantage. And that was part of the reason why a lot, a lot of people love Buffalo to go to the Super Bowl because now they weren't going to go to Kansas City. Now they were going to play at home. And that's a big home field advantage. But you got the Bills at the Patriots coming up tonight. All right. 877 3DP show. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dp show. Uh, once again, we'll talk to Nick Wright. And uh, Chris Collinsworth a little bit later on. Seton, uh, poll questions today.
5: You want to start off right there with the uh, new college football playoff? Sure. Uh, we could go better, better college football playoff—the current four-team format or the new twelve-team proposal—is that a proposal? Uh, not anymore. Yeah, no. Now it's a legit yeah. now. Now it's go time for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're we're gonna have it in twenty twenty-four. You, you all- think people would like like it better, best the way that it is now, just the four-team? So far, the initial reaction to the 12 teams seems to be pretty great. I would love to have
1: more teams have opportunities or the games to mean more. I I know that we're going to get this, you know, we'll we'll, uh, have this conversation come up numerous times with this. You know, Tulane will get blown out, and then we'll say Tulane never should have been in there. Okay, but what if they don't get blown out? Remember Boise State? Boise State against Oklahoma. Oh, my God. This Fiesta Bowl is going to be boring. And then all of a sudden, Boise State wins. Okay. Now we got your attention. Does it happen often? No, it doesn't. We can go back to Hawaii playing in a bowl game. Didn't go well. Connecticut playing in a bowl game. Didn't go well. But if you win your way in, then... And I also wonder, when you get these players who are transferring, if you have a chance to go to a school that might be the best in their conference, now you get a chance to play in playoff games here. Or coaches taking jobs in a conference where you might win to be able to get into a playoff. I think there's a lot of things that are involved in this and once it gets sorted out, but I, I like it. I don't want it to be watered down. Like, you know, if you don't make March Madness, it feels like you should be fired as a college coach. It's, it's hard not to make the 68-team feel This... I don't think we're going to get to 32 schools or 28 schools anytime soon. I'd like to know how long they're going to be locked into the language. Now, they did break this contract to get to this, but I'd like to know if you're going to have you know 12 teams, how long are you going to keep that 12-team format? Because everybody's going to say the same thing. Whenever we've expanded, they go, oh, why didn't we do this before? There's so much money, and that's what I always go back to. There's so much money at stake that's why I knew this was going to happen. Eventually, it was going to happen, because everybody benefits. The bowl games benefit, college football fans, the schools, the TV. Everybody benefits here. I just don't know if they go. Wow, why don't we? Why don't let Let's how about twenty four? Now then, you have to start factoring in the you know the, your schedule. Can you fit everything in? Are you going to have conference championship games? How many bowl games are going to be involved in this? How many games are you going to have during the regular season? You know They do supposedly have to go to school. You know There's a lot of things. Yes.
4: yes. That is not part of the proposal.
1: Oh, it wasn't? I
4: looked at the fine print.
1: Yeah. yeah. Is school optional? It, it is now. It, that, that's never changing. Yeah. I got a first round bye when it came to going to classes. Yes, Paulie?
4: I, I'm looking at the schedule. Can you imagine this is December 2024? The last two Saturdays of the month are the 21st and 28th. Let's say that's round one and round two of the playoffs. Then on January 4th, Saturday, you'd have the final four. And then the following week, the 11th, you'd have the national title game. In theory, let's say you did them all on Saturdays. I know you have to compete with the NFL, but you would own a four-week stretch of college football that otherwise has three relevant games. You'd have four relevant weekends. That's wild.
1: Yeah. I love it. More meaningful college football games. And I don't know what happens with the schedule makers. See, that's what I would love. If college football could have somebody from Fox and ESPN, the NCAA, and, and, and everybody got together and they said, let's help with must-see college football games. You're playing 12 games. I, I, I know Wofford makes money when Alabama uh, hosts them or some of these other schools. But I, I think you got to be now fair to everybody that you're going to have a schedule, the strength of schedule. Those, those things are important. I don't know if these other schools will allow that. Uh, certainly the SEC schools. Yeah, Paul?
4: For example, here's the University of Georgia. We always pick Alabama. I'm going to try a different team. Okay. University of Georgia's schedule for next year is already set. They open the season with the UT Martin Skyhawks at home, by the way. They're not going to UT don't Martin. Don't sleep on that. I would never, and I'm not demeaning the Skyhawk brand. But that game could be, instead, Georgia versus Notre Dame to open the season. What, what would be the, the tune-in factor? Week two, they've got your Ball State Cardinals, Dan, again at home. Do not
1: sleep on them. Never.
4: David Letterman would never let us. No. But imagine that game was Arizona State. Just a, a solid program. Yeah. Yes, Marv.
3: Will this affect um, the seating like it does in basketball when they talk about uh, strength of schedule? When they say, oh, they only played – this team this team this team instead of these bigger teams will that affect the seeding maybe you know going forward
1: well your
5: rankings it would it it should yeah seeding with well, it for some reason with college football it seems like it's a, this impossible task of maybe all 12 games should mean something <laughs> <laughs> i mean i know it's a very long season but it's 12 games why are 4 of them against Jimmy Lipper State for all these bigger schools. That's a bunch of crap.
4: Just yeah. play teams that are good. Yeah, Paul. It's like tradition. Nobody wants to yield control. Every university does their own scheduling. Like the SEC doesn't approve Georgia's football schedule. I mean, they may have some input, but not really. But like, here's Georgia two years from now. They have a great out-of-conference game. Georgia 2024 opens the season against the Clemson Tigers. But that game's at a neutral site. It's at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in in Atlanta. So now, because of the scheduling, you lose a home game. And you have to go to Atlanta for it. So, again, if there's someone in charge of scheduling college football, I'd just even double
1: bonus. As long as you have strength of schedule impacting the rankings, and it could mean whether you host a game or you're on the road, then maybe. But until then, you're going to see a lot of these schools that usually when you get ready to have your big game, you always have a you know a cream puff before that. Yeah, more.
3: And in this scenario, everybody wins. So say if you're if you're Georgia right now, you have a first round buy, but say if you're Ohio State, you get an extra home game. You, you, know, you don't get a first round buy, but you get an extra home game. So everybody wins. I mean, this is a money grab if I ever seen one. Oh yeah. And it's it's smart. Twelve is perfect.
1: All right, let's take a break. Our good buddy Nick Wright will join us. We'll get to phone calls coming up. So settle, uh, settle on our poll question here. Back after this Dan Patrick show. Thanksgiving's over. Now it's officially time for the holidays. Legacy Box Cyber Monday event means you can save 65% when you want to digitize your videotapes and your photos. We've all thought about it. Now it's the the, uh, time to do it. Join the millions of customers who have trusted Legacy Box to safeguard their recorded moments. Legacy Box is what Real Simple Magazine called an incredible gift for a family member or a wonderful treat for yourself. Because Legacy Box is simple and safe. Just fill and send. You get your originals back, plus new digital copies that protect your treasured tapes and film reels and pictures so you don't lose them to a flood, mold, uh, decay over time. You can uh, turn on the Christmas music, visit LegacyBox.com, save 65%. Shop Legacy Box lowest prices of the year. LegacyBox.com slash Patrick to get the exclusive 65% Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. In case you're wondering, entertainment purposes only. Betting line, according to DraftKings, bills are minus three and a half against the Patriots, and the over-under is 43 and a half. Do we know what the weather is supposed to be like in New England? Let's see. I got um,
4: 43 and no rain. Okay. It's pretty nice this time of year. Yeah.
1: That's football weather right there. Yeah, Mar, Let's go. We can go tonight. No. You sure? I'm, I'm off my deathbed just to get in here. I can't go up there in the elements. No there. excuses. Play like a champion. No. Every day is the Super Bowl. <laughs> every, day the every day is Thursday night football. Yeah, every day. yeah, absolutely. All right. We'll get to phone calls coming up. Settle on our poll question is well. Our good buddy, Nick Wright, First Things First co-host, and every weekdays at 3 Eastern on Fox Sports 1 alongside Chris Broussard and Kevin Wilds. And, uh, Nick, good to see you, buddy. How are you? Good to see you. It's been too
6: long. Uh, you know, I was wondering, we were still good buddies. I hadn't been invited back on in quite some time, which was a shame because I would like to thank Paulie mm. Because at the very end of my last appearance, right after you said goodbye, Paulie said, kind of trailing into the microphone, He's so awesome every time, and it touched my heart. So thank you very much, Pauly, and I, to the whole crew. I have
1: no recollection so of that. I, you, you know, sick or otherwise. Yeah, I'd need to hear something, some audio evidence I'm, of I'm that. fond
4: of Nick and his appearances on the show. I don't recall him saying that. but Pauly yeah. Maybe it
1: wasn't Pauly. Maybe yeah. it was
6: someone, mm-hmm. someone in the back row. Or in the mm. back studio, mm. said something very, very nice about me afterwards. Yeah, because I mean, off act-
5: air, Paul's usually complaining about having Nick on so often that. Just- <laughs> <That's> <laughs> there's no audio of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Did anybody say anything nice about Nick Wright the
1: last time he was on? The last time? It happened. The last time. I'm not,
6: why would I make this up? I was trying to thank somebody.
1: <laughs> we, we, we we don't give compliments and we don't take compliments. What a
6: weird lie that would be. Be like, oh, here's I'm going to start my DP show appearance by thanking them for something that didn't happen. And and the I mean, it just it, it makes no sense. We'll, we'll
1: check the tape. We'll check the tape. you yeah, check the tape. Yes, yes. Not please. the
6: Marconi. Tape, I will say check this. This
4: appearance is off to a great start. Yeah. Nick, so you were great there. Yeah.
6: Okay. Thank you, Paulie.
4: Anytime.
1: Let's bring on Nick Wright from uh, first things first. Oh,
6: yeah.
1: Every weekday. And is.
6: what's right with Nick Wright, the podcast oh, you can see on oh, Advertising. Okay.
1: Oh, look at that. I got signage there. I like signage. It. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's that's, nice. That's what the kids call what it. What do you want to talk about, Dan? Um if uh the Bills lose tonight, dot dot yeah. dot, what's that mean? Big picture.
6: I mean, it just like so many things in the sports world that the only person who had it right was Nick Wright. It'll be nice. It'll be a nice, consistent thing The I am. Listen, I have my weaknesses as an analyst, but you know what my str- you know what? I think I'm the best in the world at maybe it's because of the size of my nose. Sniffing out <laughs> fraudulent teams three years ago. Everyone's like, oh, it's the Clippers sitting now. It's like, OK, no, it's not. The last few years, the Nets, all oh, the next year Nets. And this year, the Bills were treated from the very first game of the year. When they were road favorites against the defending champion rams now the rams ended up being terrible Uh, like they had proven something they've proven nothing the bills last year were worse uh, by any metric than the bills the year prior the bills came into this season with amazing momentum because they blew a playoff game they had a lead and with 13 seconds of kicking off i've never seen anything like it and then through five weeks Everyone was like, oh, my God, well, I might as well call the season. Josh Allen QB won the Bills' best offense and defense. And it's just not they're, – they're not that. And so it wouldn't shock me if they lose. They should have lost on Thanksgiving. They're a fine team. They are a good football team that was anointed this juggernaut despite the fact that we've never seen it. And they're the, – the people are trying to make the comparison – Of Josh Allen's last month of football, when since week seven, he has the same passer rating and the same touchdown interception ratio as Davis Mills to what Patrick Mahomes went through last year. And those are identical uh, pass rating and touchdown interception ratio to what Mahomes went through last year. The difference is Mahomes had three and a half years of perfect football and then a slump. Josh Allen's career has been awful as a rookie. Oh, maybe there's something there as a second-year player. Outstanding in the third-year MVP candidate. Not even a pro bowler last year. Matt Jones made the pro bowl. Josh Allen did not. And then a great playoff run where he lost one of his two games. And then this year, awesome for six weeks and awful for six weeks. It's just so I, – I, I the Bills discussion irritates me,
1: if you can tell. I can tell. And I said this a couple of weeks ago, that there's certain players who get to that point where we then start to take them for granted. And Mahomes has moved into that category where you almost expect him, you plug in 40 touchdown passes, you know he's going to get to the AFC title game. And it's not fair to him, he loses Tyree Kill, and he's still probably the leading candidate for MVP. Can you see other players in other sports who get into, it doesn't take long to get into that, Oh, that's right. Like the Greek freak is, is in that category now. Yeah. Uh, Luca is kind of, he hadn't won an MVP yet there, but, but there's certain players. I know basketball is a forte for you, but do you see other players who we, they, we take them for granted. And then they almost have to reinvent themselves for us, us to go. Oh my God, that's right.
6: So the Greek freak is a great example because LeBron is what people would go to, but LeBron, hadn't, you know, took him a bit of time to win. He didn't win a title until his eighth year or ninth year in the league, pardon me. Uh, He went to a couple, but didn't win and didn't play great in those first couple finals he went to. In fact, played really poorly in one of them. Giannis is one where I think Giannis should have won MVP last year. He didn't, could have won it the year before. He didn't. And it was because at least for one of them, he hadn't yet won the title. So we were holding it against him. Here's my frustration with the Mahomes thing typically when we take those guys for granted the there are a couple good things that go along with it one is they are universally accepted as the best player in the sport going into this year mahomes was number 8 on the nfl top 100 and the nfl.com had him as the number 4 quarterback we had folks saying he was the second or third really second best in his own division so all of that so he doesn't. He and, and it was it was conventional wisdom that Josh Allen had supplanted him as QB one because everyone wants to use that terminology because all these guys want to be scouts evidently. So His QB one, is QB two, so stupid. But the, uh, here's the other thing that usually happens. You usually that comes after you've won multiple MVPs. So what in the NFL, guys who win multiple usually win them in bunches. Favre won three in a row. Manning won back-to-back, and then there was a gap. Brady had only a two-year gap. Rodgers had only a two-year gap. Montana, I think, won back-to-back. If Mahomes doesn't win this year, it'll be four years where he didn't win it. In 2020, he had 38 touchdowns, six picks. He was 14-1 and as a starter, and they didn't give him the MVP because he didn't play in Week 17. Because his team had locked everything up, and he was the defending Super Bowl champion. That yeah. So I guess Dan, here's my take: Patrick Mahomes wildly underrated. That's what I I believe that. I, I actually I believe that.
1: I I don't disagree with that. I I absolutely. I I think because he lost Tyree Hill, that will strengthen his MVP resume. And what they've done this year, uh, I remember an analyst saying the Chiefs wouldn't make the playoffs, and I thought, wow. I, that's saying a lot, but also, but and, but
6: and it was it was it it was relative conventional wisdom that they wouldn't win the division. Yeah. Saying they wouldn't make the playoffs was you people anointed the Chargers, and then and I like the Chargers a lot this year as well. To be fair, and folks acted like the Broncos were going to be that you know good, which was crazy. Uh, the it's very it's very frustrating. And here's the last thing on this: the year starts. And it's Josh Allen's MVP, right? Before a game's been played. And then it's Allen versus Mahomes. And then Allen falls off. And now it's Hurts versus Mahomes. And mark my words, Dan, in three weeks, you know what's going to be on all the shows like mine with the little topic bars on the bottom? Hmm. Why isn't Tua Iloa the league MVP? And the answer is because he's not Patrick Mahomes. But they have to have a foil to the best player in the league. And that's what they're going to do throughout the year.
1: But we also want to move to the next. We're in a hurry to move to the next. We got to find the next. And you know, I we we moved on almost from Josh Allen to all of a sudden it's Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert. Like where where are we going now? And I think yep. we're in this rush to be ahead of everybody else. We're talking to uh, Nick Wright. First things first, co-host on Fox Sports One, and what's right with Nick Wright, his podcast there. As well. Do we have the audio the last time that Nick Wright was on polling? Yeah, October
4: 21st, Nick Wright was on, and here's how the interview ended. Okay.
6: I'll talk to you next time. See ya.
1: My best to your wife, <laughs> as always.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh. That dude's the best. Yeah, he's <laughs> good. He's uh, good. There you go. Yeah. Talented guy. Seton.
1: All right. Well, you're a, lot, See? you're a lot more sensitive than, than, yeah, you thought maybe it was Pauly. I was like, well, Pauly doesn't say anything nice. I'd like an apology or a yeah, correction. Yeah. All right,
6: you know what? I retract that. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't want to defame the brand Pauly's built over 20 years Respect. of wearing incredibly ugly shirts, eating at really odd restaurants, <laughs> and being just the best producer in the sports business. So there you go, Paulie.
1: Well said. Uh, why is it open season on? You're uh, welcome, by the way.
6: Thank you, Seaton. No, okay. there you go. Okay.
1: Why is it open season on Russell Wilson?
6: So this is fascinating. I, I think that the general sports fan, this isn't necessarily my cup of tea, but the, what the general sports fan wants is the a, a touch of fake. Meaning, these guys are rich and famous incredibly confident and they want a little humility right they want a little fake I I would prefer authentic you know jerk to fake nice guy but that that's I'm out of the mainstream right Russell Wilson but what nobody wants is transparently fake what nobody wants is dude we what you rehearsed this you clearly don't believe what you're saying. And Russell Wilson has crossed the Rubicon of no one believes you ever. And he seems to, at times, even on the sideline getting yelled at by Purcell, that he is going through, and I know this is psychoanalysis and it's not fair, but it's what my gut is. He, instead of reacting, like the competitor that he is, he's taking the extra beat of how would the Russell Wilson character respond here? And which is why he's like, yeah, okay. Okay. Like, I think people, you know what I think could have turned at least partially the Russell Wilson stuff is it when Purcell yelled at him, he p- took his helmet off and yelled back. Hey man, hey, we're, we're, whatever it is, uh, and it also didn't help that Nathaniel Hackett was a foot away saying like, oh boy, sounds like something's going on back there, boys. Um, but I think that he, that he, that everyone thinks he's fake. And I don't think people like fake. And it doesn't help that he's been horrible. Yeah. But it, it is shocking to me how much schadenfreude everyone that has played with him seems to be taking in this. That from Carroll to, it's not just Richard Sherman and Doug Baldwin. It's everybody yep. seems to want to, you know, take an extra shot of them up to and including, but even the wristband thing, I don't know if you guys noticed this. I'm sure you did, but I don't know if you talked about it. So the wristband mini controversy happens. And then two days later, he's at the press conference wearing a wristband. And it's like, buddy, like, that's, come on. Like, and so, I don't know. It's I, tough I to agree co- with you.
1: Uh, when Purcell yells at him, what now not many marquee quarterbacks, franchise quarterbacks get dressed down by a defensive lineman. You could see him kind of go, wait, what? And instead of grabbing Purcell by the shoulder pads and like banging helmets and going, yes, let's go, or whatever it might be. I agree with you. I mentioned that he he seemed shocked and then didn't know how to react to that because he didn't have time to prepare to react. To
6: prepare. Yeah. Right. That's the thing, is that's what you 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 tell your kids, which is, and it's not how you tell your kids, I mean it's an old thing, which is if you don't lie, you don't ever have to remember anything. You know what I mean? You just you just you ask the question, you tell the truth, you don't have to think. If you're always yourself or more often than not, yourself you can just react, and I don't think he feels comfortable doing that. And I, it's I don't know at this point, it you almost feel badly for the guy yeah. because the, in addition to everyone going after him, I, listen, I thought he was a player on the decline. You know, one of my strongest bets this year was the Broncos under. I didn't believe in him, but nobody, myself included, thought. They would be the worst offense in football, and every week is the same. That's the other frustrating thing for a Broncos fan. It's not like, okay, one week they figured it out and scored 30. Every week they score 16 points. Every week they're, you know what I mean, they're three yards a pass. It's just, it's the same script no matter who the opponent is.
1: We created a T-shirt, the uh, Broncos T-shirt. Fritzy, uh, you want to give Nick what the uh, T-shirt is?
3: Run,
6: run, incomplete
3: punt. Let's ride. Yeah,
6: because who's the? I apologize. Is Fritzy's the Broncos oh, fan yeah. or C- oh, okay. Yeah,
1: fr- yeah. yeah Fritzy is. Yeah. yeah.
6: You know, Fritzy, that the Broncos went 47 years without back to back losing seasons?
5: Yeah. It's and now they're frustrating. at six in a row. It's yeah, hard, to- man. Yeah, that's right.
6: That's what you get. You guys were mean to me. you It might have been your father mean to me at Arrowhead Stadium when I was a child. And you guys would come in there with old John Elway and Shannon Sharp <laughs> and kick our ass and beat us in the playoffs when we were 13 and 3. And Elway would drive down the field. And you guys were mean to me as a child. <laughs> and now it's finally coming back to haunt you. We have the greatest quarterback to ever live. You guys have a quarter of a billion dollars and Mr. Quite Limited. How's that feel?
3: And We haven't beaten you guys in like seven years at least.
6: Paul. It's 14 games in a row. The Broncos are this bad. They haven't played the Chiefs yet. They
1: have two left against us. <laughs> Paul, what did you think of Nick Wright's uh, appearances? I'd love to rave about it, but we're all on time. Oh, hit the break. that's a shame. Darn it. Even Seton doesn't have pleasure. time to. Hey, uh, it's great to see you again.
6: You as well. Um, happy holidays. Hope you guys all did, had a wonderful time. I Hope you're feeling better, Dan.
1: Well, maybe we'll have you on before the big day.
6: Wait, I, I would love that.
1: Wait, why can't we have him on again? Of course we can. I always okay. offer. I always say, how about Nick? And then Pauly goes, I don't know. Nothing there.
6: I don't know. Let's, let me, let me, uh, Fritzy. let me see if Reggie answers first, and then we can
1: call him. <laughs> <laughs> see you. All right, thank you, Nick. That's uh, Nick Bye. Wright, First Things First. And uh, every weekday at 3 Eastern on Fox Sports 1. That's with Chris Broussard and Kevin Watts. Let's take a break. we got our play of the day up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
3: Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers.
1: Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit affleck.com to learn more.
5: Oh my God. The
1: play. The play, is the play of the day.
6: to play it and play it. This is the play of
1: the day. Check this out. Lowry just leaning on Tatum. Smart
3: finds him anyway. Tatum steps, squares, three.
1: of the night 47 for tatum celtics by 10. tatum has 14 career games of 40 or more points that ranks second among all celtics since larry bird retired with 47 that's courtesy of the celtics radio network play of the day play of the day brought to you by Simply safe home security this holiday season give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection the number one rated home security system. What's up homes? Simply safe. Simply safe is offering 40 percent off new security systems go to simplysafedan.com today. no safe like simply safe. couple of uh, phone calls here. we do have a uh, five minute poll question that well, let me hear that one Pauling.
4: Dan last night at the Celtics game, the Prince and Princess of Wales, Prince William and Princess Kate. We're at TD Garden. They just, out of nowhere, no one really knew in the building. It was not announced in advance mm-hmm. for security reasons, and mm-hmm. they sat down. Mm-hmm. And there were some commoners on either side of them, as you'd say. in the Commoners? View. Yeah, I think that's how they say it over there. Mm. Now, let's say we were at the game, mm-hmm. and we happen to be get courtside tickets. Mm-hmm. Would you rather end up sitting next to Prince William or Princess Kate,
1: and why? Okay, I have no shot with the princess, right? I think they're locked in. They okay. seem to have a good marriage. All right. and, and I'm you know, happily married, too. Right. Just saying if I needed to chat her up and we were both on a level playing field. She is easy on the eyes, though. Yeah, she is. Um, she seems like she would be a lot of fun. I don't think Wills is fun. Well little stiff? Harry would be fun, or at least he used to be. Um, I'm, I'm probably, I'd am i probably talk to Wills. I'd talk to Prince William. Yes, he
5: I think Will's probably going to be a really nice guy.
1: Oh, I think he'd be a nice guy. I'm just talking about, are we going to have beers? Are we going to, you know, when they put us up on the camera, do, are we chugging a beer? They should have had a kiss cam there with those two. That would have been fun. But, uh, Prince William
5: doesn't strike me as like let's go out and let's get after it a little bit. No, maybe not. Yeah. But you know, watching a game could be an enjoyable fella to Then I would I'd, I'd explain the
1: game to him, and then I would tell him about how good a shooter I am. And yes, probably.
4: And you'd be surprised that he didn't know already. Yes. and like no excuse that you grew up in London. <laughs> Do you think he's? You know, it would have been great last night if he would pull one of those David Bakhtiari from the Packers. And just took in like a 16 ounce beer and hammered
5: it. I like that. On TV. I like that. Or if she did. Oh, wow. <laughs> Only way to stop you was with a handgun, Dan, if I'm <laughs> yeah. not mistaken. That's true. The that's, that's, rules frowned upon this. That's That's what they wrote
1: about me, Prince. Uh, yes Todd
3: you got to hang with Kate it's not about having a shot or married or not married or not having a shot just the story and just to see if you can comfortably chat her up and get her to giggle you're very funny see if your sense of humor works on a princess that alone I think is enough of a reason to choose her
1: oh yeah I could sit next to her you couldn't you could not you'd, you'd <laughs> cause an international incident be asking
3: all kinds of questions and they would get more and more inappropriate mm, yes I'm going
5: home with you <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like the exact same thing you're, that happened in LA I, I, but yes. with the Brit not, you're owed. I'm married to a future
3: king. What do you offer? Not, not a whole <laughs> You're lot. You're
5: owed.
1: <laughs> Why is he on your shit? Yeah.
4: Why are you touching my kneecap? That's weird.
1: Ooh. Well, you can't. <laughs> Nobody touches can't the prince. No. Yes, Paul. Do
4: you think when the beer vendor comes around, like, uh, he has a, the Prince has, like, a debit card like anybody else and can buy, does he have a wallet with cash?
1: Does he have handlers for that kind of stuff? I would imagine you would, that somebody, you have to talk to that person to yeah. give it to Wills. Right. That, he doesn't handle the cash. You don't talk to the Prince.
4: They were having fun like that. Fans were coming up. No, Security I, seemed kind of light where they, you could go up and get a
1: picture. And, I thought it was great. Yeah. They were there front row watching the, the Celtics and the Miami Heat. Sure. Love it. Doug in North Carolina. Hi, Doug. What's on your mind today? Dan, I want to give you my conspiracy theory. You tell me if I'm <laughs> lost
3: it or if you agree with me. Okay. I think you were talking, you started the t- uh, show talking about this. New college football playoffs, which wasn't supposed to be for four years, but suddenly they figured it all out. Originally, this was supposed to be to benefit teams like Idaho, and I think what really happened is they looked around and went, oh, "What do you mean we don't have Alabama in a playoffs this year? What do you mean we don't have Ohio State? What do you mean we don't have Clemson? Oh, we need to get this done. This can never happen again." <laughs> I think it was. I th- I really believe that's what happened. Am I crazy?
1: Uh, I don't think you're crazy, but I don't think because of what happened this year led to them expediting this putting it in the uh, fast lane, fast track. Now we'll go back to what was that last year, the year before when I said they were talking about trying to expedite this to 2023, but it was too soon. And I heard from, you know, a lot of, or a lot of different college insiders said, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. They they got a contract and that contract is through 2025, which I did know, but I knew how much money was at stake. I didn't say it was going to happen. I said that they, my source on it, and my source maintains this, and even talking to him about this, he said, look, did we look at 2023? Yes, we talked about it, but we couldn't get it done. And then they were saying, can we get it in 2024? Then it was going to be, well, you got a contract. They can't break the contract. Well, they can break the contract. Now we have it in 2024. More on the college football playoffs and Chris Collinsworth a little bit later on. One more item as we close at hour one when you're under the weather. You know what's best for you? Getting into a bed that you love. Sleep number. Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. You got the flu as I did? Well, at least you know you got a friend there waiting for you. And by the way, the Sleep Number Cyber Week Special. Save $1,000 on select Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds with adjustable bases plus special financing. That will end Monday, December 5th, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Lack of sleep may leave you more vulnerable to colds and illness. You can stay your healthiest by prioritizing sleep, being over. Overly tired can affect appetite. Sleep and exercise can help you avoid overindulging on treats. So many things to learn with Sleep Number. Go into one of their stores, or you can go to sleepnumber.com Patrick and find out everything that they offer. The official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League, subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.
5: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.